So I want you to think about being a young child and being in the car going somewhere with your father. You know, say you're going on a trip or it could be just a simple trip to the grocery store. The point is you're going somewhere. You have a destination. I'm pretty sure that as a child, you weren't concerned with questions of, do we have everything we need for this trip? You know, is the car in good condition? Do we have enough gas? Have we had an oil change lately? No, I'm pretty sure as a kid that you pretty much, we hop in our seat, oblivious to all of the details that have been and will be taken care of. Are you tired of looking around at your life and thinking that it doesn't resemble the life you envisioned for yourself? Do you feel stuck in a particular season and your days just seem to run together in this endless loop of more of the same? Have you pretty much lost any hope that those things in your heart will ever become a reality? Or maybe you're feeling so disconnected that you don't even remember those desires in your heart anymore. Hi friend, I am Susan Beth and you are listening to the She Is Podcast where we talk about living life intentionally and trusting that those desires that you have deep down inside of you, they're there for a reason. I believe that the creator of the universe put those desires within you and that they are pathways to your purpose. If you are here for me to tell you who you are and three steps to living your best life, then you're in the wrong place. Will I share truths and practices that are super helpful? Absolutely. But my deepest desire is that I would create a space that allows you to clearly hear the whispers of the divine and that you would be reminded of things that I honestly believe you already know, that you, my friend, are here for a reason. So if you're here for more conversations in that kind of space, welcome. Let's go. So I can't seem to get away from this theme around transitions. And maybe it's because I've been in the middle of one. Um, Maybe it's because seasonally we're in the middle of one. You know, I'm not really sure, but here we are. And I've told you before that I love change, but I've realized as much as I love change, I don't necessarily love transitions, meaning that time in between. I talked about that in the last episode, that space between what's next, but not yet. And maybe I can't get away from it because I feel like so many of you are in a transition as well. And transitions, they are a normal part of life. But I think we can all agree that these past few years have brought a whole new level to our lives around this topic. And when I look at what brings up the struggle for me around transitions that maybe some of you can relate to is something that I mentioned in the previous episode, control. We don't like to feel out of control. I don't like to feel out of control. But why is that? I believe like most things, it goes back to fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear in the uncertainty of the future. Fear of what others might be thinking. Fear that God is extra busy right now with everything that is going on in the world. So maybe I've slipped off his radar. Fear that this season is never going to end. In the last year, and actually the last couple of months, I've gained two new beautiful granddaughters. 
And I've been reminded watching these new little lives in the first few days and weeks and months of life, the need to be held and not only to be held, but to be held tight. You know, they even make special swaddling blankets now that my youngest granddaughter even got to model for a company in her first few weeks of life. (laughs) But you've probably seen why swaddling works. Because when you lay a newborn down, it's like their little bodies can't control their movements and they're startled by the freedom. And I don't know about you, but I have felt that same exact way at times in my adult life. Like everything about me is frantically flailing around me and I, I need the presence of God to wrap me up and to hold me tight and to calm me down. And here's the beautiful thing, friend. He is always available to do that for us. But it's that control thing that keeps us from going to him right from the start for peace and for comfort. Which can bring us to the trust thing again. Are we really trusting that God is for us and with us? Do we trust that even in the midst of any uncertainty or frustrations, that he wants to be our peace? Are we confident that he can be trusted to direct our paths and to lead us when we surrender control? You know, scripture talks about us coming to God as a child and more specifically us coming to him with childlike faith, looking to him as the loving father that he is. You know, I typically start my prayers with saying father and acknowledge the role and posture in which I'm coming from. And I remember at one point really thinking about how I actually looked to God as my father. Because for all of us, we come to view God as father with some baggage, you know, and some of that baggage is good and positive and, and some of that, it makes it um, a little difficult for us to approach God and view him in that way. And here's why I want us to stop and focus on this point today, because just like any relationship here on earth, We can slip into roles and can tend to live life on autopilot without even thinking about how we are showing up in these different relationships, you know, living and communicating out of habit and just repeating and continuing certain behaviors and thought patterns that might not be the most life-giving to ourselves and the other person. You know, it takes effort and intentionality to stop and to pay attention and have conversations with each other and make changes for the relationship to thrive and be what is it intended to be. And let me say, you might be listening and thinking, I had a great dad, so it's easy for me to view God in this role as father. But even then, for different reasons um, in the relationship within your family and your relationship with your dad, you might be automatically coming to God, even if unconsciously, with certain ways of relating to him as father, with um, certain expectations and just different thoughts around what that relationship feels like and means to you. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that most of you listening are grown adults. So I want to share an example just to kind of help our minds get back to thinking like we did when we were a child. So I want you to think about being a young child and being in the car going somewhere with your father. You know, say you're going on a trip or 
could be just a simple trip to the grocery store. The point is you're going somewhere. You have a destination. So I want you to think about that. You're in the car. How do you feel? I'm pretty sure that as a child, you weren't concerned with questions of, do we have everything we need for this trip? You know, is the car in good condition? Do we have enough gas? Have we had an oil change lately? No, I'm pretty sure as a kid that you pretty much, we hop in our seat, oblivious to all of the details that have been and will be taken care of. So you're just driving along in the car with your dad, proceeding on your trip. And I want you to think as a child, are you questioning the route that your father's taking you? Are you looking out the window and questioning him and asking, hey, why are you turning here? Or why are you not turning there? Are you questioning why he just took that turn or that detour? I'm pretty sure you aren't. I don't remember as a kid being overly preoccupied (laughs) with um, how my dad was driving or which direction he was going and all that. I kind of got in and was oblivious to all those details because I figured he had it all under control. Because as a child, we have this total dependence and trust that our father knows what he's doing. It didn't even cross my mind when my dad was behind the wheel of that car that he was unsure of anything. So this is, this is some of the kind of things that I was thinking about and looking at and evaluating in my own life. And I'm inviting you to do the same because... If we are really looking to God as our father, then there is this level of trust and dependency, just like we had when we were a child, that we need to continually be living in. As we are living and moving through our life, just like that car example I just talked about, am I depending on and trusting that God, my father, has a plan for my life and that if I will just stay in the car, I can trust him to get me there? Or am I questioning why I'm on this particular road and asking why we came this way instead of another way and complaining about how long it's taking and that I'm hot and I'm hungry and I'm ready to be there? (laughs) Sound familiar? You know, I want to be confident and comfortable knowing that I can fully trust my father to get me where I'm supposed to be. I love these words of Jesus that are found in Matthew 6, and they say, This is why I tell you, never be worried about your life, for all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Consider the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food, yet your heavenly Father provides them each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your Father than they are? So which one of you, by worrying, could add anything to your life? And why would you worry about your clothing? Look at all the beautiful flowers of the field. And they don't work or toil. And yet not even Solomon in all his splendor was robed in beauty like one of these. So if God has clothed the meadow with hay, which is here for such a short time and then dried up and burned, won't he provide for you the clothes you need? You of little faith. 
So then forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For this is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your bodies require? So above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Can I remind you today that you have a father that desires for you to come to him as his child with all of your doubts and your fears and your insecurities? And before we go today, I have a couple of questions I want you to think about. And the first one is, how are you viewing God as your father? How are you viewing God as your father? Question two, in what ways are you maybe responding to God as your father out of habit or expectations from the relationship you had with your earthly father? Question three, are you fully trusting God as your father with any transitions you might find yourself in right now? Let's pray. Father, help us to fully be present for the most unconditional loving relationship that we were ever designed to experience. Father, your love and your grace in our lives, it's healing, it's empowering, and it's life-changing. And we choose today to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to connect more, head over to SusanBeth.com and sign up and you will be one of the first to find out about anything new. Plus, there's a special free download available just to say thanks. If something in this episode did speak to you, would you do me a favor and share it with a friend that you think it might resonate with as well? And until next time, keep showing up in the world just as God purposed you to do, because you being you is exactly what we all need.